human side. So I, I know we're numbers people, but it's really making sure mm -hmm. we have that empathy and, and focus on uh, the person as well. Absolutely. And I think I would say that as well, Roy, I'd, I'd dovetail on that, that um, picking a niche for yourself needs to be a niche that's a personality fit for you. Yeah. Like the people in that niche, are they are they comfortable? And for for me, the construction contractors, that was really comfortable because we had the same interest. I grew up in an agribusiness background and and they love their ranches and they I love to be outdoors fishing and that's something that you yeah. typically see in this industry as well and um they love fast cars and <laughs> I grew up you like drag, fast cars I love I it drew, I grew up <laughs> I grew up drag racing so yes. um got a 69 Camaro in the garage right now daddy and I are putting back together and and I, I tell those stories yeah. to contractors and it like it brings back memories of them working with their dad in the garage yeah. on a welcome to AFO wealth management forward a podcast about finance accounting technology and entrepreneurship we apply our decades worth of experience and insight into what makes businesses work so we can help others grow both personally and professionally in this ever-evolving marketplace, we help accounting firms and financial advisors grow their practice through the adoption of holistic wealth management services. Learn from industry leaders and subject matter experts to unlock the secrets of their success. A podcast that shows people and companies the transformative power of technology so they don't fear it, but instead harness it. Don't fight the robots, team up with them. And here are your hosts, Rory Henry, Director of Business Development and CEO Rob Santos of Arrowroot Family Office. Alrighty, hello everyone. Today we are joined by another special guest. She's the founder of CD Bradshaw and Associates, a leading accounting firm out of Texas that helps clients with proactive planning and advisory services. She's here to talk about the benefits of focusing on an industry-specific niche, how to build a suite of services, how to market and create a sales process for that niche. So without further ado, let me introduce our guest, Carrie Bradshaw. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rory. I appreciate you allowing me to be here today. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on with us. So let's get started. We always like to get a background for our audience. You know, how did you get started in the accounting profession and what led you to start CD Bradshaw Associates? Uh, well, starting in the accounting profession goes all the way back to high school. <laughs> so my uh, senior year in high school, I wanted a blow off class. Everybody knew that Mrs. Horton was an easy A and a blow Mrs. off class. <laughs> So I took accounting um, and absolutely fell in love with it. I loved the logic. I loved the solving puzzles. I loved, um, then I loved what was black and white about yeah. accounting. And I've learned that there's so much more to it and that it's a much more creative profession. Um, so how did we get to C.D. Bradshaw and Associates? So uh, we started the firm back in January of 2017. So we just passed our five-year anniversary. Oh, and thank you. Going strong. Having a lot of fun. Um, I spun off of a regional firm, um, decided that I kind of wanted to be in a smaller organization where you could have a little more versatility yeah. and flexibility and how you take care of clients and you didn't have to have 25 people <laughs> agree to make a decision before you could move forward and a place where experimentation and innovation was encouraged and I figured the best way to do that is just do my own yeah 
So that's kind of how we got here. Let's talk about experimentation and innovation because this is where the profession's moving towards is uh, starting a niche and getting your practice to, let's say, an industry-specific offering. You know, my question to you is, you know, what industry are you focused on and why did you choose to go down this path? Um, well, we selected, or maybe it selected me. Okay. I'm not exactly sure which way that went, but um, construction contractors, um, most specifically specialty contractors, wow. your HVAC, your mechanical, your plumbers, your electricians, um, sometimes referred to as subcontractors. Um, uh, that goes way back for me. My dad was a, an electrician who owned his own business, and I could see as a young person that he would struggle with things and that there really wasn't somebody who was yeah. helping him in a way that I thought would be really cool where he didn't have to, I knew the things that were keeping him up at night. Yeah. Um, so that's where a little bit of the passion comes from, um, is, is seeing a business owner my entire life struggle with some of these kind of things and thinking about, gosh, wouldn't it be great if there was somebody there to help. Yeah. Um, the other, so from that sort of the personal passion piece of it, the economic part of it for construction contractors, they really have um, a great multi-service need. So construction contracting is one of those industries that kind of need everything that we do as a CPA firm. They need um, financial statement assurance services, mm -hmm. whether it's a review for their bonding company to so that they can get their um, surety underwriter work to be able to support their um, bid program, or if it's an audit in the state of Texas, um, if you're a contractor that works with the Texas Department of Transportation, you have to submit an audit. Occasionally, they need a compilation mid-year to kind of, so the bonding company knows the wheels haven't fallen off the wagon. <laughs> um, so they they need all that assurance service. And of course, they need tax work. So everybody yeah. needs their tax work. Um, but what's really fun about construction contractors is all of the planning opportunities that there uh, are in that tax um, yes. area, because there's a lot of opportunities to determine what type of a counting method should they be using for tax. Should they be cash? Should they be accrual? Cool. Should they be completed contract? Yeah. And as the company grows, then being able to stay on top of what makes most sense for them um, from a tax planning um, and being kind of proactive as they grow. So yeah. that's why we chose the niche because there's so much you can do in it. And that's, I haven't even got started on the business advisory services. Well, let's that, go into that business advisory service for, for that specific niche. So um, kind of the regular business advisory services that you see that are really kind of industry agnostic um, applied to construction contractors as mm -hmm. well. So that can be um, like the fractional controller work, fractional CFO work. And we also um, can come in and do some cash flow management work with them. And that kind of it doesn't matter what the industry is. But yeah. what's really specific with construction contractors that we can come in and help and do some um, advisory work with is surrounding that job costing. So they, they are living their life, making their best guess about yeah. what's going to happen. And so we'll come in and help them align their estimating process with their accounting function. Um, one of the thing, one of the areas that I found needs were I would ask um, the lead project manager, how do you decide what your indirect allocation rate is going to be? And he's, he says, 
Well, Joe, at the first job I had 15 years ago, told me it was 10%. And so yeah. I've always used 10%. <laughs> I said, yeah, but is it 10% here? He goes, I don't know. It's 10% everywhere. That's worked just fine. And I'm like, well, but the accounting department says it's 15. So you're losing money before you even get out of the gate. Or the department, the accounting department says it's 5%. So you're losing bids because you're too high. And so we kind of act as a translator between those estimators and the accountant and the accountants to be able to help them. And then another thing that's specific to the construction industry, after, after the fact, uh, we call them AAR, so after action reviews on jobs. So we'll come in and help them pick a job apart and figure out where did the cost go wrong yeah. um, and do some gain fade analysis so they can. Uh, uh, interesting story. I had a subcontractor. I always did a gain fade analysis for him mm -hmm. um, whenever we did his annual review. And I said, do you, do you realize that every time you have a job that goes more than 18 percent, you fade 10 and he said, I had oh. no idea. And I'm like, so that kind of trend analysis yeah. that people really don't do when they're, you know, in the trenches, just day to day trying to run the business. And if you yeah. can look at those big picture trends and bring that to their attention. So then he, he, that, that was just information that he could then act on that he didn't have. So yeah. And you have all the data and you have the expertise because you're serving that niche. So you can look at what others are doing uh, in that specific sector to be able to advise clients uh, better. Absolutely. And um, we do do that. We'll look at our um, like electrical contractors across the board. Like yeah. what are, where are we seeing trends um, there? And then we also um, use a software called Profit Sense where we can harvest industry specific information um, that's can be geographic or size of firm yeah. so that you can kind of talk about where are you yeah. in relation to your peers? peers. Are you a best in class? Yeah. Um, when they tell me I can't collect AR faster than 90 days and I'm like, that's yeah, funny. Your All your friends are... <laughs> do it at 45. <laughs> so let's figure out how to get you to 45. Right. And then you, you're, you said it like, you know what you're seeing people struggle with. And then We'll find a con we'll find a contractor that's not struggling with that. Yeah. And we'll talk to him like, what are you doing? Like, why yeah. aren't you struggling with accounts receivable turnover? Like, what's your what's your secret yeah. sauce? Well, I'm using this software or I'm the, using this best practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer that if everybody in an industry is well educated, everybody wins. Yeah. Like if everybody's following the best best practices from a business management perspective, it helps all of them. Yeah, I totally agree. So we talked about some of the pros uh, here. What are the some of the cons uh, of becoming a niche practice, uh, Carrie? I know well, it's probably it's probably making that decision <laughs> to niche. And I, I was on a podcast the other day, uh, and I actually took this line from Ed's, Ed Ed Class from Sage, and he talked about having a conscious uncoupling. So you remember Gwyneth Paltrow was going through a divorce, and she called it a conscious uncoupling. <laughs> well, I think firms need to go through a conscious uncoupling with some of these clients. Absolutely, yes. So so there is you know there is some fear in kind of what you you might call putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. You're like, well, if I if I go, if I double down and I go all in here, um, what if, like what you if? can what if yourself yeah. to death on this decision. And so there is risk in a concentration. 
Um, Absolutely. You've got to make sure that you're picking a niche that is resilient to the economy. What's something that you can, that you see survives in good times and bad. And so you can mitigate that risk. Um, The other risk is when you're specializing in an industry and it's a niche, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And if somebody gets unhappy with you, um, you do have a risk that, I mean, when they're really happy with you, they tell all your friends. When they're unhappy with you, they tell all their friends and enemies. So they've doubled the pool of people who are unhappy. So to me, that kind of makes it um, more important for you to super serve so that you don't run the risk of that happening. Um, To me, those are really the two um, things that are the the cons, right? That they're so overpowered by all of the positives. Yeah. And now, it. did you initially, when you started City Bradshaw Associates, did you initially say this is what we're going to focus on, or is this something that that you moved towards from being a generalist to, to now industry specific? Um, we knew when we were coming to CD Bradshaw that we were going to be a specialist. Got it. Um, and I had been with my previous firm for 20 years, and that was an, a firm that was a generalist. And I had developed this niche while Got I it. was there. Um, and so we were already well known. My team was well known in Central Texas as being an expert in construction contractors. Um, so that, it. yeah. I got it. Cool. All right. So my next question here, Carrie, you know, how do you build a suite of services uh, to target that, that client base? I know we talked about uh, business advisory, you do tax planning as well. You know, what are the suite of services that you would advise firms out there if they're looking to niche? Um, There's low hanging fruit. So there's (laughs) the compliance um, suite of services. So whatever is specific to that industry for us, it's assurance services and reviews and audits. Um, and then tax returns. And usually there's, we, the other thing about our niche um, that I wanted to say was there's a lot of vertical um, integration within the niche. So the construction company owns, has a, an equipment company and has a real estate company. So it's something it creates diversification itself within um, the industry. So that gives you the opportunity to expand services. And then, so the suite of services, really what we came up with was it was pure experimentation. It was like sitting down and talking to clients and just saying, what's keeping you up at night? Like, let's just have the conversation. Yeah. Pain points. What are the pain points that you're having? What's, what's holding you back from going to the next level? And when I was doing that early in the process, I was a little fearful because I thought they're going to tell me all this stuff (laughs) and I'm going to have no idea how to fix this. Um, And that was true to some extent, but as also as a, what I found was as a, if I could relate to them as a fellow business owner and I could say, wow, you know, like, yeah employee matters and just like commiserate with them a a little bit, kind of built the relationship. And then when we could find things or when we did, it's not that it was difficult. When we did find things that were in the accounting arena, then we would say, what would be your perfect world? Like, what would that look like if it was perfect? And the one thing that we found that has really been the, the foundational and the, the most sought after services that we provide is our accounting coaching. Yeah. Um, we call it controller coaching. And so 
a lot of times in construction, I don't know why this is, if you are a, a female and you're married to a male who owns a construction, like somehow you're immediately supposed to know how to do accounting. <laughs> like you, you get the bookkeeper job and we would find these individuals and they would say, I don't know, I'm just trying to do the best we can. And I said, well, yeah. what if we taught you how to be an accountant? And they're like, oh my gosh, that'd be great. And we didn't know how to do it. We just started sitting down with them and explaining things to them. And we had a month in checklist and we walked them through it. And then within 18 to 24 months, they were completely independent. They could produce a month end set of financial statements, a balance sheet, a profit and a loss and a work in process schedule. And they handed it to management and management was thrilled. They felt really competent and management was thrilled that they had timely, accurate numbers and they didn't have to wait for the CPA to do the right. books at the end of the year. Um, and then, so we just, we just kept experimenting with that and figuring out what the next thing was. That's how our estimating and accounting alignment package came to be. Like I would talk to the accountant and they'd say, those estimators have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> and the estimators would say, the accounts are such a buzzkill. Like they're, they're, they tell me I'm never making money. And then I was like, well, why well, don't like, like I'm, I'm a pretty good mediator. Yeah. So you're like pulling on other skills that aren't <laughs> right. just your accounting right. skills when you build these suites. So building the suite of services, is just talking to people, what do yeah. you mean? What's keeping you from making money <clears throat> or what's keeping you from keeping money or what's preventing you from keeping the money that you are making. Right. Yeah. And it's that human side of advice, uh, Carrie. I mean, we deal with, on the wealth management side. It's not just having a financial plan or a map uh, to grow their wealth. It's really taking the time out and providing that human element uh, of the conversation of, you know, where do you want to be? Uh, you know, where do you want uh, to have your wealth in in 30 years, making sure that their family's secure and you know, they have all the protections in place for insurance and estate planning. So it's really that taking that human side. So I, I know we're numbers people, but it's really making sure mm -hmm. we have that empathy and, and focus on uh, the person as well. Absolutely. And I think I would say that as well, Roy, I'd, I'd dovetail on that, that um, picking a niche for yourself needs to be a niche that's a personality fit for you. Yeah. Like the people in that niche, are they are they comfortable? And for for me, the construction contractors, that was really comfortable because we had the same interest. I grew up in an agribusiness background and and they love their ranches and they I love to be outdoors fishing and that's something that you yeah. typically see in this industry as well and um they love fast cars and <laughs> I grew up you like drag, fast cars I love I it drew, I grew up <laughs> I grew up drag racing so yes. um got a 69 Camaro in the garage right now daddy and I are putting back together and and I, I tell those stories yeah. to contractors and it like it brings back memories of them working with their dad in the garage yeah. on a car and so I would like find some find a niche that you have shared interest yeah, yeah. that makes total sense now segueing a little bit here let's talk about how having a niche can really help you hone in that sales process uh, make it more effective and make it more scalable? Well, for us, um, keeping our pipeline full of um, potential prospective clients takes care of itself. Yeah. It's word of mouth. Like when you help enough people, they want to bring other people to you for you to help as well. So that pipeline has never been a problem for us. Um, and, and being in a niche and being well-known in a niche, 
that creates this interconnectedness with other service providers to that niche. For us, that's bonding agents, insurance agents, bankers. They know that you know your stuff, yeah. and so they help you with that. Yeah. For us, for the sales process, um, a couple of things that I think is important here is you really have to define what your ideal client is within your niche. Because not every client in a niche is the best client for you. Just because they are an electrical contractor doesn't mean that they're going to line up with you. And so we've we've developed our sales process within um, CD Bradshaw so that it is designed to vet the client where we're going to be able to make the biggest impact. Yeah. And so from the first moment that they touch us, they go through a process that we're making sure they need to be technologically savvy. They've got to be able to interact with our technology, um, be able to provide information to us paperless, and be able to meet deadlines. I can't tell you how many prospective clients come <laughs> to us and they're mad because the other my my prior CPA, I gave them stuff in February and they don't get done till August. <laughs> Any, any accountants listening know 99% of the time it's because that client can't meet a deadline. Right. <laughs> it really isn't the CPA. Right. Um, so our process helps to make sure that we're setting both sides up for success. Uh, certain industry-specific sectors. So I think it uh, looks sounds like what I'm hearing is that once you have that niche and you nail it down and you provide good service, uh, success begets success and you can you know better serve high-value clients. Absolutely. Yeah. So as far as marketing goes, uh, you know, I was, I'm interested in to find out, you know, different ways to market, you know, how do you uh, go about with your marketing strategy and, and developing that, that message to that niche? Um, really, it's being present. So we uh, believe in giving back to the industry that gives so much to us and we're very involved in industry associations. So we yeah. go to Central Texas Subcontractors Association. We're a member of um, the Construction Financial Management Association as well, and being present with the decision makers in those industries. And um, I really like as far as like advertising, I do very little. Very little. It's it's really word more because most of ours is word of mouth. And so um, being present at those and then also um, put yourself out there a little bit, um, yeah. write some articles for magazines, speak at some lunch and learns. Like, I, I think a lot of times as accountants, we want to be perfect. And so we think if we, if we don't know 100% of every answer to every question, we don't want to put ourselves out there as a thought leader because we question, are we a thought leader? Because we don't have the answer to every single question. Right. The good news is you have the answers to the questions that your clients need. Yeah. They don't need to know all of the ins and outs of generally accepted accounting principles. They don't right. need to know all of the ins and outs of the tax code. They just need to know that you yeah. can answer their question. And how you can help them grow the construction business. Exactly, yes, yes. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Now, as far as uh, staffing goes, uh, you know, there's a shortage in, in staffing here in the profession. Uh, can you talk about how your niche has allowed you to, you know, properly staff, uh, you know, your your company, and you know, how do you create that that work environment that people enjoy coming to and and servicing clients? 
Um, well, I, I, I can't let this moment go by without <laughs> saying this out loud. Accounting Today just named C.D. Bradshaw the fifth best firm to work for in the country. Oh, my. Carrie, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Can we get a press release so, on this for the podcast episode? <laughs> please, let's yes. do it. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and so I think that's proof that this works to make yeah. that happen. And so um, the things that you can do in a niche market is that you don't stretch people thin. Yeah. So you're not contributing to that burnout. Yeah. They're really being able to develop themselves as professionals where they can be the expert that they wanted to be when they came into this industry. Yes where they can be that person that makes a difference in their client's life. They can be the person who does have the answers because they're not trying to have, we're not trying to have the answers for everybody. Right. Like we're dialed in and the people that we can help and we have the answers because we've done this for 25 years Yeah. and we've seen contractor after contractor make mistakes and we're going to help our clients not make those. And we've seen our contractors have wins and we're going to help pay that forward. And, and people feel really good about helping. I just, I think that I believe that about human beings, they just want to help each other. And when you can see um, the difference that you make in the face of like when that bookkeeper gives you a hug and <laughs> oh. says, Oh my gosh, like I have just been so stressed out about this and I'm you came in and you helped this. Like I I jokingly say I wish we had a hug a meter in <laughs> our office <laughs> just to measure the number of hugs that we get yes. because that's the measurement of the difference that we make and and when you create that environment for an employee, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And I'm sure, obviously, you have a great uh, a company that people enjoy working for you. You probably have no problem getting uh, new recruits, uh, just by word of mouth. Uh, I'm assuming here, Carrie. Wow. I wish that were true. <laughs> I am, I am having that same struggle, but, but, you know, um, just trying to find people. So we're, we're looking for alternative sources, looking yeah. at insourcing and doing some other things because we're very focused on not overworking our staff. Yeah. Um, so what we do is we right size the firm. Um, and we do that if something, if we've got somebody in our book of business, that's not in the niche, then they're potentially going to be, um, introduced to another CPA firm so that we don't burn out our staff. Yeah. Um, we want to be, we want our services to be really deep and meaningful and not wide and superficial. Yeah. Makes sense. Now, as far as technology solutions, uh, Carrie, I, I, I'm always interested in find out, you know, what uh, practices are using out there to automate, streamline processes, um, you know, for uh, for your clients. Um, so we're a CCH shop. We use Walter Kluwer CCH, um, and we this year implemented their e organizer for our attest clients, for our assurance clients. Um, very easy, drag and drop. We give the list of what we need. They drag and drop it, and it's um, clients have told us it saves them at least um, ten to fifteen hours of gathering information for us. In and it certainly has. I haven't done a time study, but I know it saved us in figuring out did they give us everything because it's yeah. just right there in the list. So it certainly made our side more efficient. I like it. Um, and then we use uh, kind of the the standard share file type where people can drop 
documents in there to an email to us. Um, I will say the the technology piece is probably an area, if I had to say there was something that we had room for improvement, the technology piece and automating. I feel like our technology yeah. is great. Automation, I think, is definitely an area that we could improve on. Yeah. All right, Carrie, this is wonderful stuff. Do you have any other uh, pieces of advice for our audience out there who are looking to, to niche their practice? I would say don't be shy. Don't be shy. Just do it. Just um, do it. Get... Nike says just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Rev up that um, car engine. Rev up that car that's engine. That's right. Uh, just be willing to take a risk. Don't. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. It's okay. You're going to fail forward. Um, every time that something goes wrong with one of our clients, we sit down and talk to the client or we say, wow, what was the lessons we learned here? And just start accumulating lessons learned and get better every day. And don't let the fear of the unknown prevent you from um, getting in there and making a difference in your client's life. That's what they need us to do. Thank you, Carrie, so much for coming on the show. I know our audience uh, gained a lot of insight here from the interview. Congratulations on being named a top five firm with accounting today, right? Yes. Yes. All so right. thank you for having me, Rory. I've really appreciated this opportunity to share a few of the lessons I've learned along the way. Thanks so yes. much. Thank you so much. We hope to have you on again in the future. Thank you. Thank you. All opinions expressed by Rob Santos and Rory Henry on this website podcast interview are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Arrowroot Family Office, LLC, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by anyone as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of their opinions. Past performance is not indicative of future results.